Good evening, everybody. Hey, hey, hey Doc. Joe, how you doing? Good evening. Yeah, so we're here for another episode of Music and, and Medicine. So I'm Dr. Charles Maudlin. I'm here with my partner, Jerome Brown. We have um, um, some exciting guests, uh, musical guests, uh, DJ Chevy Red, uh, Tracy Chandler, and Laura Cowan. Um, and the subject we're going to talk about, uh, amongst other subjects, is um, the fact that October is National uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And it's a very um, timely subject. I mean, there's been a, a lot of um, information in the news uh, about um, particular cases of domestic violence. It's very disturbing. It's a very serious subject. And it's something that a lot of times we don't like to talk about, but it's it's something very important that we do um, uh, talk about. So I'm going to let um, the guest introduce themselves um, it's it's I'm I'm actually just in awe and in honor um, of the fact that we have Laura and, and Tracy here um, uh, to talk on this subject matter. It's a very sensitive subject, but uh, so um, uh, briefly, Laura, Laura, just um, Lauren, just tell us about yourself um, and the situation that you found yourself in to where you became a, an advocate um, to end domestic violence. So so tell us a little bit about yourself. See, are you there, Laura? Well, can you can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah we might. Are we having any audio? Hi, uh, Dr. Martin. Thank you. Oh, hey, there you are. Um, my name is Laura Cowan. I'm a domestic violence survivor. My mic is on. Yeah, we can hear you. Can, can you guys hear me at all? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> all righty. All right. Hi, Dr. Marlin. Hi, Jerome. Thanks, yeah, for, thanks for being with us. Having me on. My name is Laura Hickett, and full-time violence advocate. And so that's what I do five days a week, you know really after five as well, too, because I volunteer with the, uh, the Journey Center and also the Ray Crisis Center. But uh, I once was a, a survivor of domestic violence, and I was able to escape that abusive situation, me and my children, uh, really with the help of a postal worker who got us out of there. Because my abuser at the end had snapped and totally went bizarre and uh, end up just, um, uh, just, well, anyway, it's really hard to talk about it Even through all of this time. It still brings up a lot of uh, uh, anxiety and issues. But uh, the, help, the postal worker was able to help us escape out of there and got authority. So now I turn around and do the things that I do to help others so that they're not going through the same situation. Yeah, your, your story is amazing. And again, it, it takes uh, somebody very brave to even talk about what had happened to you. I know you'd been on Dr. Phil and a lot of these national, um, you know, TV programs talking about your story to, to, to basically empower other people to understand that they can, there are things that they can do to seek help to get themselves out of the situation. It, it's It's never easy. So I don't want to you know, at all understated um, that there are, you know, I think it's an estimated 10 million individuals um, in the United States, both men and women who are victims of domestic violence. And it comes in all different types of categories, uh, physical and violence, uh, mental, emotional uh, of violence. And there's lifelong lasting consequences to, to this abuse post-traumatic stress disorder, it, it can actually translate into manifestations of physical um, disease, diabetes, hypertension, um, heart disease. You know, when, when, when somebody, again, I don't need to tell you, but when somebody is subjected to these conditions, mm -hmm. it, it leads to a, a lifelong, you know, um, infirmities in, in many situations. And, and again, you know, children obviously are, can be victims, um, 
of domestic violence. And, and even when children witness domestic violence, it has a long and lifelong lasting effect on a lot of these individuals. So, so Tracy, um, yeah, welcome uh, to our program, our broadcast, and, and, and thanks for being a part of this. Uh, can you give us a brief introduction? I know you're a book author and, and an advocate against uh, domestic violence. Uh, can you give us a little brief introduction about the work that you do and who you are, what you do? Yes, hi. Um, a little bit about me. Uh, I can share a little bit about my book, uh, Do the Lord We Can Pull Through by Tracy Chandler. I can share um, why I felt compelled to write this book because so many people um, don't want to express their self or how to come out of the situation that they're in. So I found myself as a young girl at 16 years old was attacked by my ex-husband. He was 21 years old, uh, abused me from 16 on to I was 22 years old, started me on drugs. I, I was in intensive care and almost died. I was struggling for my life. So when I came out of that situation and that's what I felt compelled to write my book to be able to share to men or women that it is a it is awareness that we are, you know, so deeply in, you know, when we get so deep. Uh oh, we may have lost her for a second. Yeah, it looks like we lost her, but, you know, so, so Jerome, you know, the thing is, and I, I'm a physician, I'm a urologist. I've dedicated most of my clinical practice to kidney transplantation, but these are the, this yeah. is the kind of information that, that all physicians, you know, whether you're a surgeon or general medical practitioner or a psychiatrist, psychologist, we, we need to know about these statistics because when we see patients in the exam room, we need to be able to assess them um, as to whether or not they might be victims of, of, of domestic violence. You know, one of the questions that our nurse, our, our nurses and, and medical assistants, uh, when we intake patients in, in the outpatient clinics is we ask them a question. This is mandated by federal law. Uh, do you feel safe in the home? And, and, and it's very important um, that we ask that. And, and we have to also be aware of, of what some of the presenting signs or symptoms, because a lot of times they may be sitting there in that that office with the abuser right next to them, and, and they're not going to be able necessarily to, to speak up. So it looks like, uh, Tracy, we have you back on there. Uh, we lost you for a second. Go ahead, Tracy. Finish the story. It was very uh, intriguing. Yes. Oh, sorry about that. I apologize. Uh, when we are so, when the victim is inside that a abuse moment, you don't realize that you being, you know, being that cycle until you come out of it. And I didn't realize for 30 years, even getting married a second time, then getting, you know, abused by. Uh-oh. We may have lost her again. But we all get what she's saying. Um, and to, to write off of what you were saying, Doc, uh, I come from a a home where there was uh, abuse, uh, domestic violence, shall I say. And it has a lasting effect. And you have to be a very strong, uh, mentally strong person to be able to support your whole family. Uh, because what happens is everybody feels that same pain uh, that that person is going through. So it's a generational effect. And what you have to do is break the cycle uh, when it's up to you when you're up next to bat you cannot continue the cycle that you have seen when you were uh, younger so i come directly from a home and a whole family uh of domestic violence actually and uh we made it out of it you know we made it out of it god is good and it wasn't easy it wasn't easy, you know? and, and, and it does occur in all different races and ethnicities it's not just something that's seen in the black community um, Not at all. Yeah, more than 10 million men and women in the United States are subjected to domestic violence. More than, I mean, this is really startling to me. More than one in three women, that's 35%, and more than one in four men, 28.5% in the United States, will experience rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an 
intimate uh, partner in their lifetime. Um, so again, men can be victims of domestic violence also. Um, but we're going we're gonna to get back more into detail you know, on this conversation, but we wanted to, this, this is uh, music and medicine, and we oh, wanted yeah. to just provide the audience with a little entertainment. Um, and we have a, a very uh, special guest uh, performer, DJ Chevy Red. So, uh, hey, how you doing there? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, very, very well. Yeah, yeah, very well. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Chevalier de Jesus, a.k.a. The, uh, DJ Chevy Red. And I'm good. Listen, listening to the stories, it hits me. You know, I've seen it. Um, and, you know, the, the physical abuse is, I mean, the physical abuse is terrible. And then there's also, also the, you know, the mental abuse, which I've experienced. Uh, and, man... Kind of two different battles, but whoo wee, they both they are both strong. <laughs> yeah. And and a lot of times, I mean, we don't want we want to be in denial and not even admit that it's happening, right? I mean, that that's one of the thing common themes that we see in the victims. Yes, and that's why and it I goes on to, for so long. Yes, I wanted to touch on how you said it. It you know it doesn't discriminate. The, domestic violence does not discriminate. And in the Hispanic community, I'm half black and half Puerto Rican. Um, there's a lot. You know, and I guess it's a lot to do with the culture of, um, you know, if you're married or you're in a relationship, you stay, you work it out, you know, because of the generations before us and how they were. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. So what kind of music are we going to hear tonight? Uh, what, what are you going to play for us here? I'm gonna, Listen, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of everything, but I wanted to start off with a song that I think is empowering, especially to Miss Laura and to Miss Tracy. And that just, uh, you know, kind of just sums it up, you know? Okay, no, we appreciate it. Let's, let's hear what you got. All right, we, we're gonna go with Survivor on this one. So again, y'all, I'm DJ Chevy Red, and thank you again for having But I'm stronger, you thought that I'd be broke without you, but I'm richer, you thought that I'd be sad without you, I love harder, thought I wouldn't grow without you, now I'm wiser, thought that I'd be helpless without you, but I'm smarter, you thought that I'd be stressed without you, but I'm chilling, you thought I wouldn't sell without you, so my millions, I'm a survivor, I'm not gonna give up, I'm not And this one is called Miss Independent. I can't figure it out. It's something about her. Ooh, it's something about Got no woman to want you, but don't need you. Hey, I can't figure it out. It's something about her. Cause she walk like a boss, talk like a boss. Manicure and nails, just like the pedicure wrong. She's fly effortlessly. She move like a boss, do what a boss do. She got me thinking about getting involved. That's the kind of girl I need. Oh, she got her own thing. That's why I love her. Miss Independent. Won't you come and spend a little time? She got her own thing. That's why I love her. Miss Independent. So again, that goes out to Miss Tracy and Miss Laura, the independent survivors in the room. Well, thank you for that. that. Yeah, that. That's outstanding. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, sweet. 
you know, um, you know, Laura and and um, you know, when when you hear um, what, what does music do do for you? I mean, is that something that helps you relax, Laura, Laura Tracy? Is that something that you know motivates you to to you know help others and and helps your your mood and elevate your mood? Yeah, especially your mental health. <laughs> It, yeah. it, it takes you to another level. It's like an escape mechanism, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have a rough day. Uh, maybe been in that type of situation, what have you. But once you hear that music, and it just calms you. What's that old saying that music uh, calms the savage beast? You know, other things as well. Even when I was. Yeah, I think music helps empower people. Situation. Um, I would listen to music a lot. Smooth jazz is the one that really brought me through a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Jerome. Uh, what, what What about you? Does music it's empower it's you? It's how, it's how does that? You know. Yeah, how does that elevate your mood, uh, Jerome? Music is life. You know. Music is life. Uh, without, can you imagine a world without music? You understand? So that's how important it is. From the beat of the drum to the sound of the vocal to the DJ mixing it up for us, it's all a part of that gumbo. And it's art, you know? So it's a beautiful thing once you get to appreciate it from each and every note and how it stimulates the brain. You know, it's very important in our lives. Yeah. So, so DJ, t tell us a little bit about, about yourself. How, how did you come about to, uh, you know, be, becoming a DJ and, and, and doing what you do? So give us a little bit of information about yourself. Of course. Um, so like Jerome said, music is life. And from a very early age, I have just always loved music, all types of music, every genre, every era. I grew up with my mom and my grandma. And so... You know, there's a lot of musical influence in my family. And, um, you know, as I got older, the passion just grew. And one night I was out with a friend and he was packing up his DJ equipment. And I was just like, I can do that. I love music. I have the passion. I love to make people feel good because for me, that's what music does. It makes you feel good. And so that's how it came about. Oh, that's outstanding. So how long have you been doing this? Um, I am just hitting three years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah, that, that's great. Wow. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, and and you know, I, I'm doing a lot of things on the radio and you know, events. Uh, I'll be going on the Royal Caribbean cruise. I'll be DJing next month. You know, so music not only is it empowering and makes you feel good, it can take you places too. <laughs> so so how can how how can we join you on that yeah. cruise? I've never been on a cruise before. We need to we need to get on board, you know. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to get on this one. Okay. It's a it's a a specific kind of cruise. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey Doc. Yes. Leave it alone, Doc. Leave it alone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. Next cruise. Next cruise. Next one. The next one. <laughs> so you know, you you mentioned that that domestic violence doesn't discriminate. You know, we, we, I mentioned race, ethnicity, but but. You know, some more statistics. It, it affects um, one in four gay men, one in three bisexual men, three in 10 heterosexual men. A lot of times people never really think, and I, I, I focus a lot of my work on men's health, but for whatever reason, you know, people have historically not even considered that men would be victims of domestic violence. Uh, it affects 44% of lesbian women, 61% of bisexual women, transgender people. Um, this is a statistic. Most cases of domestic violence are never reported to the police. This is very sad. Um, women are six times more likely to be killed when a gun is in the house. One in 15 children are exposed to intimate partner violence each year. 90% of those children are eyewitnesses to the violence. And again, you know, we have to consider what this does uh, for the chick, uh, children as well. And, and a lot of the um, abusers um, feel like it's their right to be able to abuse their partner. Um, 
they, they feel entitled. And, and the other thing is they, uh, many of them continue to do it because they, they know that the likelihood of them being reported to police is, is very low. So um, it says 63% um, of homeless women are also uh, victimized by uh, domestic violence. So um, Tracy, um, how, how can people get your book? How, how can people get a hold of your book, Tracy? Is, is Tracy here? I think, we may have, I think we may have lost her for a second. Okay. Yeah, we may have lost her. So, yeah, but getting back to what you were talking about, Doc, um, yeah. people need to understand that the abuser has mental illness as well. Yeah. So, the, the part, see, it's a bigger problem than just the person that's getting abused. There's two people that have a mental illness. The, the person getting abused has a hard time understanding why they're getting abused and has the fear of leaving through either violence or, you know, is just scared of change. And then the abuser also has a control issue and a mental issue with aggression. So there's two things we need to address. Uh, it's both ends, you know, and that's what's very important. Sometimes the abuser is forgotten and is thrown in jail or, or, or shot or dead or something like that. So we have to understand both sides of it. It's a mental situation on, on both ends. Yes. Uh, I've seen it, like I said, through my mother and father. So I'm the child of that specific type of situation that we're addressing this month. So. And, and, you know, sometimes I've even heard that the victim... The, the abuser has the victim sometimes thinking that it's their fault and, and that what is happening to them is, is, is their fault and they deserve it. Um, so Laura, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you work with um, individuals on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of advocacy and, and support groups and, 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 and what, what are, what's some of the things that you're seeing out there? How, how are you uh, intervening to, to raise awareness and, and help um, you know, with this domestic violence issue. Well, I'd like to pick up what uh, Jerome was talking about too, real okay. quick too, because the Absolutely. abuser, uh, uh, you know, what's that old saying? Hurt people, hurt people. You know, they've had uh, exactly. some type of trauma in their life as well. And domestic violence is a learned behavior. Um, I have noticed too working with CNJ. It's a uh, learned behavior. is a learned behavior. I've noticed too during the pandemic, we have seen a spike in domestic violence, definitely. Because think about it, you know, the woman is now at home with her abuser. Uh, she's not working, he's not working, things are shut down, services are shut down, the children are home from school uh, so it's a, a melting pot really for a disaster and it's like walking on eggshells and yeah. uh, it was really violent within 2020 uh, and it's still going on a little bit now more too as a matter of fact but that's what i had experienced a lot a lot uh with cmha it's the spike and our 24-hour log has just been um off the hook it's just incredible so yeah. I would say some take-home messages, you know, at, at this point right away from from your knowledge and, and you know, personal experiences. You, you said um, domestic violence is a learned behavior. Um, it can be cured. And with the pandemic, we've seen a yeah. spike in the incidence of, of a lot of this domestic violence. You know, we've heard that it, it, it doesn't discriminate, you know, by race, ethnicity um, or, or any other demographics. Uh, Jerome, you emphasize the fact that the um, perpetrator themselves have mental illness. And, and um, but, but, but one of the things I heard is that it can be cured. There, there are things that uh, can be done uh, about this. Um, I, I looked up some information from the CDC. They have, a, there's a comprehensive, comprehensive website and that this is just, um, 
one of the pages on this website, it, it talks about um, ways in which we can intervene to um, help eliminate a lot of this domestic violence. It, there, there's like six different main categories, teach safe and healthy relationship skills. And again, this is all easier said than done. Engage influential right. adults and peers, disrupt the developmental pathways toward partner violence. And it goes into more detail under each one of these categories, create protective environments, strengthen economic support for families and support survivors to increase safety and lessen harms. I, I think, um, if we can hear maybe more from uh, the DJ, then we can go into more details about some of these uh, specific uh, ways to avert this, um, you know, after after this, um, you know, musical break, um, if that's okay. Y'all ready? Good. 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 Sounds good. So again, this is another song that is very uplifting and empowering. Aerosmith. I, I remember when that video first came out on um, MTV back in the day. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're excited. And I saw, I've seen Aerosmith in concert. Actually, I just saw Rolling Stones maybe a couple, about about a month ago in Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, they were very, it was a great concert, but I, I listen to music um, throughout the day. It, it really uh, uplifts my spirit, my mood, um, you know, motivates me to, to, you know, get through my day and do what I have to do. So yeah, that, that's very uplifting music. And I, I think, um, you know, people respond to different, you know, songs in, in, in different ways and people, um, you know, some people listen to different genres of music, um, so, DJ, you play a little bit of everything you said. Yes, sir. I'm an open format DJ, so I I literally play everything. Okay. So do, do you um, actually mix some of the music yourself? Oh, yeah. Everything when I'm, when I'm playing now, I'm, I'm mixing. Oh, um, I create beats as well. Okay. Yeah. That, so so um, is that something maybe that I could do that in, in my second career? Yeah. Come on. I got you, Doc. Okay. Okay. <laughs> do you have do you ever work with a turntable and, and yeah so i have what's called a controller so it's just like a, a newer version of a turntable pretty much okay. i always thought they were just ruining those records you know i mean scratching <laughs> everything up you know so jerome uh, oh, wow. what, what do you think what do you think about that is that uh, something maybe you can get into uh no i'm gonna leave that up to y'all doc <laughs> <laughs> You learn, and then you can teach me once she teaches you. So okay. you first. <laughs> so, so Laura, when, when you're working with individuals who have been victims of domestic violence, do you do you also work? I mean, in, in some situations, do do you work with the perpetrator, the the individual who has been, um, you know, the the abuser? Laura might be froze. Yeah, it looks like maybe she she froze. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, again, Doc, to reiterate what we were talking about, that's very important. You know, that's the forgotten part of the equation. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's also the part that the woman goes back to after they have sat with the police in the hospital, and now she's right back into the same situation. You know, so we have to start addressing both sides of it. You know, I guess the um, we would be remiss. And again, there are many reported cases. I mean, people have wondered why the news media picks up on certain cases and not others. For example, of, of missing uh, women, the Scabby Petito case uh, of recent was in the news where the police uh, actually had been called, um, you know, to the scene. They were out on a camping trip out west and um you know, the police, I mean, on, it's on tape. They, everybody has seen this story. Uh, they, they spoke to both parties and, and, um, you know, unfortunately, I mean, we, we see what happened. I mean, she, she was murdered. I mean, we have to assume it was at the hands of, you know, her, her partner, but, um, you know, he was found presumably, I, I think they identified him as, as the, uh, person they found, um, you know, that was dead yeah. down, down there in Florida. So, but I mean, that's, that's just one case. I mean, there, again, I've, I've talked about 10 million cases of domestic violence and it has a long lasting effects. So I talked about these six different categories that the CDC recommends that, that we can utilize to eliminate, cut down on, on these, um, you know, situations of teach safe and healthy relationship skills. And then they go into it more in detail. And, and they talk about teaching social and emotional learning and, and developing programs for youth. And so some of the, the literature and information I read, the majority of individuals who have been victims, they first experienced domestic violence um, as teenagers, as adolescents. Um, you know, yes, teen dating uh, violence. Yeah. Hey, Doc, are you familiar with uh, Joanna Orozco? No, I'm not. Uh, oh, yeah, it, I am. I am. I know her yes. personally. Oh. Yes. Uh, so, Joanna, you know, uh, how long has it been? It's been a while. So, Ooh, we were friends when the incident happened. It, yeah, we were friends when the incident happened. And like you said, teenagers, we were teenagers, very young. Mm. And, uh, you know, she was a, a victim of domestic violence and her partner ended up shooting her in the face. And thank God she survived, you know. But for me, 
you know, uh, seeing that, because like I said, we were, you know, we were friends back then uh, and still now. But, um, you know, seeing that, seeing the story, you know, that really sticks with you, especially yeah. young, you know, and, and I took that experience to kind of set my standards of, you know, hey, watch out for this red flag. Oh, that's trending on Twitter and everywhere things, red flags. But, you know, watch out for those things, those, you know, indicators of potential, you know, domestic violence or, you know, certain behaviors that, uh, you know, abusers, you know, have. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as a, as a teenager, the, those things really stick in this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so scary part, everyone, the scary part is that people see those red flags but still continue because they'd be so lonely uh, and they seen it at first, but they'd be so lonely and, and scared to be by themselves and without love that they'll attach themselves to anything that's going to love them or that they think is going to love them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the problems as well. The red flag is there. You see it, but you still put your hand on the hot stove anyway, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's deep. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's very deep. And, and, yeah. Go ahead, please. Please. Yeah, uh, to, to DJ uh, Chevy Red, uh, I remember that case very well. And I talked to Johanna about that too. Uh, she saw the flags. She wanted to get away from Juan. You know, he was very controlling, very possessive of her, jealous. Uh, he went go through her cell phone and look at all their numbers. And he would text her all, all times a day during class time. It, was, it got to be so much, it was too overwhelming for her. She just wanted to end it. But, you know, he couldn't take rejection well, obviously. But um, she is doing good now, I will say. You know, she has, she's, she's married, a uh, military guy. Wow. And she has a couple of kids, and Babies she's really happy with great. her life. Yeah, she's happy with yeah. her life. But yet, but just keep in mind that February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. And uh, okay. definitely, you know, we should do things more for our teens because they're suffering in silence as well. And another yep. thing they're going through, too, is uh, technological abuse because, you know, they're, they're, they're being harassed, you know, social media uh, platform and sexting and texting, that type of thing, and using it as blackmail. So it's all types of abuse, especially with our teens. Yeah, I've heard there's, um, and we had spoken about this before, um, the incidence of teen suicide and, and and bullying is going up again. You mentioned mentioned it because of social media, and you know one would think that with the pandemic, with schools being closed, um, that that wouldn't be happening. But but because of the isolation, that the social media is still out there. And, and we were especially seeing a rise in, in black teen suicide, uh, um, you know, since the the, um, the the rise of the pandemic at its heights. Um, so we so we do need to focus on educating the youth. The other thing is it says engage influent influential adults and peers, men and boys um, as allies in prevention bystander empowerment and education, family-based programs. Now, again, no, nobody really wants to talk about this, but we have to. Um, yeah. Did everybody hear about this case in, in Philadelphia? I hate to bring it up, but I mean, we have to. Um, the, one, the, the, the rape that occurred um, on the, the public train, the public transportation. Uh, yeah. And no. there were, yeah, there were 10 or 12 bystanders on that train they had their cell phones up taking video, but at no point did any of them oh, call the police. Yeah, yeah, didn't call the police. And, and this this perpetrator was sitting next to a woman on a of the public trance of the train for forty minutes. He was, um, you know, fondling her, touching her, and all this kind of stuff. And then he he raped her in front of like ten individuals, twelve individuals. It was a train operator who finally called nine one one. And then it, when they hit the the station, the, the police officer came and. and pulled the, the man off. Um, he had actually been arrested um, before uh, for sexual um, um, abuse, um, but was never prosecuted. And so um, there, there are a lot of, there are different things that we need to look mm-hmm. at. I mean, the, the way in which, you know, these cases are prosecuted or, or not prosecuted. 
Um, so, and again, I, I don't want to get into politics or anything, but this, this particular individual um, was here in the United States illegally. And, um, you know, there, there's talk about, you know, had he been jailed or deported, this would not have happened to this woman. But, but again, I bring that up. I, it's not, none of this is pleasant, but it's our responsibility as healthcare providers and educators and, and advocates to talk about this. Right, um, right. So then we, we get into disrupting the developmental pathways towards partner violence. They talk about early childhood home visitation, uh, preschool uh, enrichment, family engagement, parenting skills and family relationship programming and treatment for at-risk children, youth and families. You know, not everybody is uh, necessarily um, uh, destined to be a good parent and, and, and you know, people, um, we, we, we need to intervene and, and get our teachers, educators, the healthcare providers um, involved to help uh, individuals be better parents. Um, and, and also the other point, and, and Laura, I think um, maybe you mentioned this before, um, or, or Jerome, you, you said um, a lot of times there's a history in the family. And, and so in many situations, um, if you have been, you know, or seen abuse, um, you know, growing up, then you yourself maybe have a greater likelihood of, of being an abuser yourself. So uh, these are just some of the... Um, avenues in which we can intervene, create protective environments, um, strengthen economic support for families, um, and, and, and support, Laura, Laura, you're, uh, Laura and, and uh, Tracy are heavily involved in uh, provider support services. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, again, this is important information. It's on the CDC website. Um, there are many um, reputable uh, sites for, um, um, you know, data on this. And again, one of the most important things that we can do is to spread the word. We're going to, yeah. we're recording this, this, um, this presentation and we're going to rebroadcast it. And then we, we hope um, that those in the listening audience will actually share this um, because again, you, you, you never know um, who is out there listening and, and may be a victim of this themselves. And then, you know, hearing that things can be done, um, you know, Laura, you're, you're an advocate, um, uh, CMHA. I mean, there, there are resources out there. There's a, a domestic violence uh, phone number that, that individuals can call, you know, um, um, domestic violence resource centers. So, um, but uh, Chevy, uh, any, any other uh, comments before we go back to, to uh, DJ um, Jerome? I have a question for Ms. Laura. Yes. Uh, Ms. Laura, so since you work with victims, uh, when when victims come to you, when they're sharing their stories, um, two, two questions. Does it take you back to the place of your abuse? And then also, are you ever fearful that maybe uh, your victim's abuser will come after you for helping them? Mm. Okay, so first, yeah, no matter what you do, like like I'm talking right now to you now on this podcast, you have flashbacks. It's something you'll never get over. I know how to deal with it better now, but I would say 15, 20 years ago, I wouldn't be here doing this at all because that was a basket case, you know? Right. But, uh, but thanks to therapy, because I definitely had to get my children in therapy because because like Jerome said, he was a, a child of that project. He's seen it, he victimized as a child. My children were too. So we had to be in therapy, five, let's say over eight years between Applewood and Beachbrook. So yeah, we had to get definitely help. Um, part two, okay. Uh, you think the, the, of the perpetrator coming after me. Mm. I think about that a lot too, because you you always have to look over your shoulder, no matter what you do. Uh, even when you're a public figure or even a spiritual leader of any type, you always have to worry about the the nuts, if you will. They will come after you. They will because you're you're trying to do your job. And I'll give you a a, a case in point. A young man I helped just a couple of weeks ago. 
and it aired on Channel 8 News. Uh, Jasmine Bailey uh, showed it on, on Channel 8, and I helped him to uh, retrieve his son. And he was also being abused by her. He got a restraining order, and he was able to get out that situation safely. I turned around on social media just the other day, and uh, she had inboxed me on Messenger with a few threats, you know, and I had to block her. So, yeah, wow. you you go through that all the time. You really do. And you have to be on guard where you go and uh, just be mindful, okay, of your whereabouts and your surroundings at all times. So I wanted to say, you know, the the recommendations. I mean, it says if you're if you are in immediate danger, you call nine one one. You don't. Um, I mean, you you have to get help immediately and and, and you know get yourself out of the situation. But there is a, a national domestic violence hotline. It's one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. It's one eight hundred seven nine nine safe S A F E. That's the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-SAFE. So, um, yeah, Dr. DJ, Martin, what, what Yes, please, yes. Also, the local one, too, right here in Cleveland. Yeah, okay. uh, it used to be the Domestic Violence and Child Advocacy Center. They changed their name recently to the Journey Center for Safety and Healing. And that number is 216 391 help 216 391 help okay and if you are a witness um and again there, there there's different recommendations in terms of, of laura I'm, I'm, i mean you would know better than than all of us but there 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 are um there's different recommendations in terms of how to approach somebody who you think could be a victim and, and a lot of us there there's some sensitivities and, and again it's one of the main points is don't be accusatory um, towards don't the judge. victim mm -hmm. and don't, don't judge. Um, try to get them yep. to, to open up and talk to you. And, and mm -hmm. uh, because there are a lot of dynamics that we may not be aware of as far as what their situation is. So exactly. right. be a good listener. You have to be a good listener and mm -hmm. let them talk and tell their story. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I have one more uh, thing we can add to that too. Also, what is very important to me is when you're raising young children, it's okay to discipline them, but it's not okay to uh, beat them and to get them used to violence as a, a small infant. It programs the, the brain and the body to be able to take impact and to deliver that same emotion. So as a child, we have to do a better job at making sure we're raising them the right way and not over-disciplining them uh, because of you may be angry or you may not be where you want to be in life or however the situation is. Just please don't um, uh, pass it on to the child. And that's very important because that child is very hard to handle the older they get because all they know is violence. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's great advice um, and something that we need to, to, again, spread the word and pass that along. So, so yeah, when we hear uh, DJ, can you um, play some more music for us? Of course. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so this one right here is called No Plans for Love, and it's by D-Nice, probably the world's most popular DJ right now, you know, next to me. <laughs> But this is just another really, really good, feel-good song. I throw my skates on and just vibe out to this song. Feel seduction in her eyes. I've heard story after story, no surprise. Till one down, face to face. Says you're looking for love, not the case. Said I know better than to fall. Into the category of your back and come Try to want me that first night She said that I'd be coming back and she was right Ain't plan to see you twice Clearly you want some more But there's no 
Old school music makes me feel good. I will swear. I will. I will swear. I remember not too long ago. I went to a theater. Saw the cool in the game show. I always wanted to get into a band to sing my songs and then become a bad piano playing man. So here I am in this Hollywood city. The city of the stars, movies, women, and cars. Well, I guess I, I guess I'll stop. Hey, 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 what you got to say? <laughs> oh yeah, shout out to everybody that's tuning in right now. Thank you for joining That song, that bass Oh yeah! Oh, that's nasty. That's Queen, nasty. Queen, yeah, I love that. I, I saw them in concert also. I used to, I used to see a lot of concerts um, before I got busy practicing medicine. I still, I still have an opportunity to, to enjoy music. I, I love all types of genres: jazz, uh, R and B. I love the Cleveland Orchestra. I used to be a, a, a trumpet player myself, but um, uh -oh. I have a special appreciation for music. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to 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 go back and, and talk about the importance of educating our, our youth, especially, you know, well, not only just yeah. our young men, but our women, too. But I'm part of this organization called the 100 Black Men of Greater Cleveland. It's a national organization, but we have a, a local branch here. And, and yeah. what we started several years ago and, and is something called Walk a Mile with a Child. And that's where we have an opportunity to, um, you know, walk and, and, and talk about important aspects of life with, with young men. And what we're going to do, we're going to we're going to incorporate the, some of the lessons here on domestic violence and, and um, you know, having healthy relationships and, and learning how to respond um, and, and recognize the signs of domestic violence. Um, that, that's going to be something that I can promise you we will incorporate into um, you know, our catalog of, of educational tools when we're interacting with these young people. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, the phone number for 100 Black Men is 216-361-9146. And I mention that is because we are here as a mentoring organization. And if there's anybody out there who would like to get in touch with us so we can uh, work with you, you know, with your young men, um, you know, to help mold them, it's called, you know, we, we always talk about, you know, what they see is what they will be. Um, and, and so we, we want to, you know, serve as role models. You know, we're not perfect ourselves. Nobody is, but, but we're doing what we can to actually just help it advance the, uh, you know, younger generation. But again, this has been a, a very important topic that we've been talking about here, uh, domestic violence that occurs in all different forms, not only physical violence, you know, mental violence, um, um, stress uh, that it puts on the body, it can translate into physical disease and, and, and lifelong um, in, infirmities and, and, and disabilities. And again, it's not just, um, you know, the black community that is experiencing this, all, all you know, different um, communities. Um, and again, it's not just the impoverished that who, are, who are victimized by this or perpetrators. It's all 
you know, segments of society. And again, we need to learn, you know, how to recognize this. We need to learn, you know, not just to be a bystander. If we see something, we need to take action. Um, you know, Laura, you talked about the importance of listening and, and that that is a key takeaway point. Um, you know, again, we, you talked about how it, it can be cured. We, there are things that we can do, um, you know, both for the perpetrator and, and the victim. And it is, uh, you know, Jerome, you highlighted that this is a, it's a, a mental illness, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and again, we, we have to be careful that we don't, you know, blame individuals. Um, you, you know, go. DJ, I mean, you, you, we're, we're going we're gonna to engage you, um, you know, for many more episodes here because you, you have a lot of insight. I, I like the questions that you, you ask, uh, Laura. Um, and again, Laura, we're, you're, you're um, you're, you're going to be part of our team now. You know, I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah, whether whether you like it or not, you're you're, uh, you're calling upon you for advice, guidance, oh, wisdom. Yeah, I'm in. Um, yeah, and and again, I I, I read your story. I, I can't even imagine going through what you went through. Um, you know, the 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 mental you know strength uh, that you had to have with inside you on behalf of not only yourself, but, but your children. I mean, I, I just, uh, your, your story is online. I don't, you know, it's, you said it's hard to talk about, but it's, it's online. And and I'm sure you wouldn't mind if people would read about the, you know, your story. Definitely. I left my uh, website in the chat box and you're welcome to anyone to to share it also because videos and things like that is on the website as well. Okay. Yeah. So it's www.lauracowanstory.com. So yeah, L A U R A C O W A N story S T O R Y dot com. Yes. I I recommend people to check that out. Actually, Tracy uh, Chandler, um, you know, she has uh, her book out. I I would recommend that that people uh, check out her book. Also, Um, she lost. uh, Unfortunately, we were not able to reconnect with her, but we're going to get her back on the broadcast also at some point. Um, any closing remarks that you have, uh, Jerome, about this topic of domestic violence? Um, close it out. You heal it with love and you heal it with economic opportunity. A lot of this is from poverty and a lot of this is from being taught hate. So you have to love and you also have to provide opportunity. Uh, so once we work on that as a collective, I think we'll see some great results. And it's my birthday tomorrow. Scorpio season. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Scorpios. <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That's awesome. So I really enjoyed the music. Um, that, that was really uplifting. And, you know, on your cruise, um, you said it's a carnival cruise, right? Uh, Royal Caribbean. Oh, Royal Caribbean. So, yes. you know, be, be safe, be careful out there. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, again, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, you know, Laura, um, Tracy, we had Tracy for a little while, Jerome. Uh, again, we're, we're going to be doing another episode. I, I think the next date, did we pick the next date, Jerome? Is it November the 8th, I believe? Uh, it's coming up soon. I'll, I'll let everybody know. Um, we have to make sure we have everything ironed out and it's coming up soon, everyone. Okay. I'm excited about it. Well, everybody enjoy your, uh, we have Halloween coming up also, you know, make it, make it a safe uh, evening on Halloween. And, you know, again, it's for the kids and then we got to make sure that they stay, stay safe also during this Halloween. Yes. That's right. Go ahead, Chevy Red, lead us on out of here. All right. So listen, Doc, you do some songs out there yesterday. And so this one goes out to you. Thank oh. you for this amazing platform. Thank you for bringing awareness. And truly appreciate it. And I can't wait to be back. Well, thank you. Miss Laura, thank you, girl. You're welcome. And of course, Jerome for, you know, <laughs> mentioning my birthday name. Birthday boy. Come on the here. Birthday boy. <laughs> I appreciate you. Come on, Doc. I think you need to sing this one. Journey. (laughs) I don't hear the music anymore. Oh, she's muted. You're muted, I think.
I think you're we muted. I can't hear you. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. Yeah. <laughs> we can't hear you. On and raise me. Oh, 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 I was muted the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, just Doc, a little I was just saying thank you so much, Jerome. Thank you, Miss Laura. Thank you. And I said, Doc, you got to sing this. One. Steve Perry. I, I was sad when he um, left the group. Yeah. A singer in a smoke oh, Again, thank you. I'm sorry y'all missed that. But I smell the wine and cheap perfume. There you go. All they can share. <laughs> That's awesome. Amazing. Goodbye, Yay. everyone. Bye. Bye. Keep in touch. <laughs> <laughs>